2: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a
3: gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weather Peak. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Just go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is
4: going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is
2: Alright, right. All right. alright! This, this is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb.
3: What up? What? Up in the bonus, Doug Gottlieb. Ramos gonna hang around for this. Jay Stew. And honestly, like guys, when we're doing the radio show, okay? We, we the, the main topics of this will be the main topics of the radio show, right? But obviously, part of being pod only allows you to talk a little bit more freely, without breaks, and just kind of organically, right? So uh, the, the way I look at it, obviously, there's a gigantic slate of college games, a gigantic slate of NFL games, and Major League Baseball continues to do Major League Baseball things. Like, let's play playoff games at 9 o'clock on the West Coast where nobody's going to pay attention. Why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you own the entire night? Anybody?
0: I don't think they want games uh, simultaneously going on at the same time.
3: Yeah, why would you have people just owning the night and owning the sport? Instead, you have them throughout the day where nobody pays attention at all. So it's probably better to have, even though there's two games going on, you'd have more people watching two games simultaneously
0: than you're saying one game at, like, really early in the morning.
3: Yes. Yes. I think. Look, I think there's the chance. They've probably done the math where more people watch but it just doesn't feel like there's a sports buzz to it.
5: Now, I like it. I like it that major league baseball essentially is telling you and your team what they think of you <laughs> by how early they yeah. schedule you in the day. That's it's a just an, a reality of life. That is a,
3: that is a very fair point. Very fair point. They're, the reality of their life is like, nobody gives a shit. Let's just play the game as quickly as possible. just get it done so that you can look up.
0: Um, it- it's funny because when I was younger, and I'm sure you're the same way, games this was normal for for the playoffs. Like it games, was? You, yeah, you'd play games like like World Series games started like twelve o'clock, one o'clock on the weekend. Now they don't do that anymore, right? Because you're right, all games they want to be in prime time, stuff like that. Nobody's gonna watch like the Dodgers game five of the 1981 um, championship series was at like ten in the morning. I remember in Montreal. That. Remember we had we were at school. We had to watch the yep. game on TV at school, and that nowadays they would they would never put a pivotal game five yep. to the World Series at <laughs> 11 in the morning.
3: It would be crazy though, like if kids actually cared about these games, they'd watch them on their phones, right? They'd be That's true, yeah. They'd, they'd, they'd watch them on their phone. Like I, I just think we're making this really hard. I love that the Mets game starts late, right? And Toronto's game, but like, wh- why you couldn't have? I don't know. Part of it is the time zones, right? But you could stagger this thing and have it later on in the day. I don't know. Noon game. But hasn't stopped people in Cleveland from showing up. The other thing, though, is like you're seeing more sleeves and sweatshirts in Cleveland. You're like, that is so hard for me to conceptualize right now being in California. (laughs) You know? So, anyway. Uh, Let's get to the two big topics of the day. You guys want to start with the, it's called a fight, but it's not. with The Draymond video? I think let's start there. Because we started with the game elsewhere on the radio. So let's start with the with the fight. Um, it's complete and utter bullshit what Draymond Green did. There's just no other way to express it. It's the beauty to having this as a pod is it's 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 awful to watch. And like look, you are you're you're, you're talking you're listening to a guy talk who I got in a fight with all except for one of my best friends I played with at Oklahoma State. In practice. But as we all know, like, there's just... I think the video is incredibly important. So there's a level of stuff that's... That's bullshit here. The first thing I think is comical. I understand it should not have been released to TMZ, right? TMZ bought the video. If Kennedy was shot yesterday, TMZ would have had the video today, right? Like, is there any... There, there is, and while most of us who are, and I'm not a journalist, but I understand, like, you're not supposed to buy videos. These things aren't supposed to happen. On the other hand, like, there's a lot of stuff that they've broken that's really good and really important. And this is actually one of them. Because if we went by the narrative that Bleach Report, somebody released it to Bleach Report yesterday. That what happened was um, Jordan Poole was talking about swimming in the Jordan Pool and it made it sound like Jordan Poole was popping off because he's about to get paid, and Draymond did what everybody in the locker room wanted him to do, and he just came and gave him a little shot, you know, and we're all good now. Hey, dude, you're not Steph. You're not Clay. You're not me. You're a good player. You're going to get paid. You don't hear all those guys talking about how much money they make. Like, that's how it was portrayed to us. Then you see the video. Here's what you see in the video. All eyes in the gym are on likely Steve Kerr talking. While Steve Kerr is talking, Draymond walks over and gets right in the face. Like, does the old stand over, I'm a little bit taller than you, right in front of Jordan Poole. So you'll have people, you have people on social media say, like, well, he pushed him. He should have had his hands up. Like, dude, the guy just walked up on him. Get away from me. And then Draymond retorts with a, a right hand right to the, what looked like right to the chin. So, Part of the deal is that uh, you obviously could have done a lot more damage. You could have broken your own. Forget about Jordan Poole. You could have broken your own hand. Not that that would hurt his shooting, but you could have broken his own hand. But you also really could have hurt Jordan, Jordan Poole. Like, really fucking hurt him. Like, when you're not expecting to be punched. It's bad enough when you're expecting to be punched and you get punched. When you're not expecting to be punched and you get punched by your own teammate and everybody's paying attention to the coach. And if you think he should have had his hands up, watch the video. There isn't anybody who's like running to anybody's defense or separating guys. There's a coach or somebody who he walks right by like, ain't nobody thought anything would be raised to that level. That's a dude who came out of nowhere. That's a dude with a fucking problem. Okay. And here's how we can tell you he has a problem. Very simple. Hey, Draymond Green, have you seen the video? When he got, I think, his number retired or entered the Hall of Fame in Michigan State against Akron. They're playing football against Akron. And here's a, an NBA superstar, NBA champion, talking shit to the Akron bench. Draymond Green, a previous time he's back at Michigan State, he got into a fight with a football player at a bar in Lansing. Oh, yeah, and then there's the Kevin Durant thing. Right? What did he say to Kevin Durant? Yo, man, we won without you. Um, By the way, Jordan Poole could have said the exact same thing, right? Because remember, last year, one of the things that changed in the series was they started benching, taking him out of the general rotation, right? We went without you. But you look at a lot of these things, and this is a guy who's on TNT. This is a guy who has a podcast, which he didn't address on Collins' podcast, didn't say anything about it, you know? I'm just going to say it, like, he's a bad guy. I don't want him. I understand the value he brings. Completely understand the value he brings. And I was talking to five different former basketball players. And all of them, including one who coaches in the NBA, all of them said, man, that was really bad. And how do you have him? Like, you're Jordan Poole. Like, this ain't prison, dude. You don't want to be looking over your shoulder when you're in the shower. But that's how you have to be around this guy. I've played with guys like that. It doesn't work. There's a, there's a difference between being the guy that everybody on the other team hates and the other team wants to fight and being a guy who's like, dude, I, that guy is just, he's off. He's off. And the, and the reaction, and he's going to get suspended, I'm guessing. But I would also say like one of the reasons this video is really important is I would guess Golden State probably was trying to not suspend him. Then you see it like, dude, you got to sit him down. Looks really bad for Bob Myers. Looks really bad for Steve Kerr. This is not two guys playing, playing one-on-one, two guys playing in practice, and it's all amped up, and they start pushing and shoving and talking shit about each other's girls or games or checks or whatever. This is whatever was talked about, whatever happened previously. I don't know. It might have been to that level. Don't know. But it, the, the the context of the video is they're all watching the coach talk. Draymond walks over, gets in his face, and then the, the second Jordan Poole's like, dude, get out of my face, he throws a right hand right to his face. Like, dude, that is not okay. And I'm and I'm not and I'm not some Karen. Like that's assault. No, but it is incredibly divisive for a team. Incredibly divisive for a team. Because Draymond's not an apology guy. He didn't think he did anything wrong. If he would have thought he did something wrong, he would have apologized profusely already. We're 2 days removed from it. There has been no apology. When you apologize, you really mean it. You do so right away, right? You're like, oh man, I just, I'm sorry, dude. I lost my cool. It's my bad. Yesterday, they didn't have practice. It's all canceled. Why do you think you don't have, you don't have practice? It wasn't over a punch. It was over that punch. And so you start to, you start to realize like, hey, you know, you were supposed to be the guy who is the connector to KD and you pushed KD out. That was you. Remember this offseason, there was the talk of, well, you know, could KD go back to the Warriors? Like, dude, he didn't want to go back and play with you. Friend from afar. I just, I think it's a terrible look. It's a terrible look. There's lots of stories about Dennis Rodman being crazy. There are zero stories about Dennis Rodman cold cocking
5: a teammate. Uh, Charles Oakley? Yeah, remember that Charles Oakley was feared. But I I don't know if Oakley had an incident like this with a teammate per se. I I've heard some stories about him on planes after poker and stuff, but
3: Yeah, but again, like it's like again, there's a there's a difference there. Okay? Poker, dude's got thousands of dollars, way too much money on it. There's usually liquor invo- liquor and poker and a bunch of dudes sitting around talking shit on a plane. That's going to happen. Okay? Happens all the time. All right? And Honestly, when you're around the same guys for months and you're playing and the coach is on your ass or whatever, or even in this case, you know, if you've been going really hard and you're tired and the coach is on your ass, whatever, and you're guarding each other and chirping, you know, I would guess that thing was leaked in direct response to the Bleacher Report leak where Draymond's people tried to say like, well, you know what happened was, they were, he, was he was bragging about his money. And like, yeah, watch the video. Watch the video. Again, I don't know what happened before, and I'm guessing that it was there's probably some heated bumping and confrontation. Got it. Understood. Video speaks for itself. Two guys are paying everybody else is paying attention to the coach. He walks over, gets in his chest. Jordan Poole's like, dude, get off me. And he throws a right hand, hits him in the face. Could have been, could have been really, really bad. I just break your jaw, fall back, hit your head. Bad things happen. Could have broken your hand. More than anything, look what it, do, the, what, it, what it does to a team. Like, what do you do if you're Steph and you're Clay? Like, like, I love Draymond, but like, you can't do that shit. Can't do it. Can't do it at all. And then what do you do if you're TNT or, you know, if you're Colin? This is the whole accountability of players thing that, that, that drives fans crazy. You know? So I get that it was practice. I get that it was a private matter. But this is a great snapshot into what it's really like and what who Draymond Green really is.
5: By the way, I just thought of this. You mentioned uh, Colin. What do you do if you're Colin? He's having a bad day. Um, he he had to he had to defend Russell Wilson today, and he had to defend his guy uh, Draymond Green. But um, hey, we got some sound from. Uh, from the shop the barber shop i guess draymond's on this week obviously he didn't talk about this but he did say something interesting uh that i was going to bring up on the radio show and never got a chance to or maybe i did but anyways um this is draymond on the shop
0: coming out of college i was player of the year but i quickly realized ain't none of that getting me on the floor with this team right? you're gonna try to shoot them jump hooks that jay ain't none of that about to get me on this floor what was going to get me on the floor for the warriors was to go bully somebody because i realized like oh that's that's missing here like nobody here's bullying anybody nobody's here speaking up nobody's like just bringing that tenacity to the floor
3: yeah i look i get it like this is what's made him right this is what's made him but you can't bully your own teammates dude can't bully your own teammates it's not okay there's a limit there. There's a line there. So it's very telling. And I agree. Right? I mean, there's a lot of other stuff he does. He's not, I don't know if he talked about in the shop. He was fat in college, right? He lost a bunch of weight. Um, He he found a team that played him at the small ball five where he became a star. Occasionally small ball four. Right? He, he wasn't trying to be a wing. Traditionally, you go back to when he came out of college. They were still... That that size player you're trying to play as a wing, as an undersize, uh, like even undersized three. Like, dude's like 6'5 with long arms. And they played him at the four and the five. He lost weight and they found a lineup that worked. I get I get the whole bully thing. You know, throw yourself around, be a tough guy. You know, it's kind of all a little bit of an act. But there's a when what was it when keeping it real goes wrong,
2: that thing went wrong right there. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So, follow The 7 right now.
3: Alright, let's welcome in Bill Krakenberger, a professional sports bettor, along with Jeff Schwartz and Brian Noe. He co-hosts Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by MGM. Every Sunday morning, tune in to so this Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern. They'll have you all the way to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, presented by BetMGM. Alright, I, I do need to get this, this pick out of the way because it's going to uh, kickoff before your show, right? Packers, Giants in England. Uh, the Packers haven't been blowing really anybody out, um, even, at, even at home. But I feel like this is a complete mismatch. They're eight-point favorites. And remember, part of the Packers' rebuilt defense, right, is why they're playing differently. I just, I think Daniel Jones and his effectiveness previously, or the Giants' offensive effectiveness previously, was against some of the weaker teams in the NFL, and I don't view the Packers that way. I don't like, I love the Packers minus eight. Am I crazy?
7: No, you're, you're, you're actually not. And when, when I, I actually look into this game a little bit. You know, I, I don't like laying wood, uh, especially, you know, and wood is being points. It's an old school term here. But I don't like laying that kind of points to any team on an NFL field. However, This is situational here. So now, it's first of all, it is six thirty in the morning. It's kind of out of the element for both teams. I I think that Green Bay can adapt to this more, uh, this particular change more. But listen. Really, it's, it's just a five-hour plane ride from New York. It's not, I know it's not, it shouldn't affect anybody. It's like flying across the country. But I, this game opened at eight. It's still eight. Not a lot of action yet. But I do expect to see this, get this game move a little bit around. And I could see. Let me tell you, I don't want the Giants in this game, in this spot, because I'll tell you, I could see that final game finally coming around where Green Bay's blowing somebody out. The Giants have played a little bit over their head this year. Um I, I, I just, I, I could, I could side with you here with Green Bay. I could, good good pick.
3: Okay. Uh, I'm interested in that one. I know it, it, it precedes your show. Let's get to, uh, a, let's get to a couple of other games uh, that uh, kind of wet my appetite, if you will. And you tell me like, if you don't like it at all, don't worry about it. Sure. Um, uh, Pittsburgh's going to Buffalo. 14 points is a lot of points. Buffalo's back end of their defense isn't great. And I'm not sitting here telling you Kenny Pickett's going to pick them apart, but uh, as much as Buffalo looks like the best team in the National Football League, I just think that that number on a point spread in the National Football League seems ridiculous. Am I crazy?
7: Buffalo got real lucky last week versus Baltimore, even pull that game out. And uh, this, this week you have a Pittsburgh team. Well, I'll just tell you, this kind of a situation, double digits, I'm never laying double digits in the NFL. Right. Even if the Green Bay game was 10, I wouldn't have laid it there. I wouldn't have said lay it there. This situation here, very similar to what happens in the past with uh, the Buffalo team. Last year, they overlooked Jacksonville. They beat them outright nine to six. I'm not saying that's going to happen this week, but, I, I listen. This can easily be a game that's a lot closer, and Buffalo could be, you know, looking past them like they did last year. If they didn't learn off their Jacksonville loss last year, I would not be taking Buffalo in this spot. I'm looking at Pittsburgh in the spot myself.
3: I think I I know they won Week One and that one, but Week One is just extended preseason. I think the Commanders might sure. be the worst team in football. Tennessee's getting okay. uh, Tennessee's getting two uh, laying two on the road. Um. It uh, do I like ten- Am I okay liking Tennessee in that pick?
7: It's all Washington money on this game. Uh, opened up at three with the wise guy shops around town, including Bet uh, MGM, down to one and a half, and that one and a half and two, like you said. Um, you know, that first couple of weeks that Tennessee was being talked about in the sharp circles as one of the worst teams in football, big win for them. Uh, you know, they're now they kind of rebounded a little bit. But however, I think you're right. Washington has played literally after that first week, I don't know. They they were picked to be last in the division. Washington and the Giants were like a, a pick of who's going to finish last. You're, you're probably thinking about it like that. Yeah, you're probably – I'm not betting the game. But uh, I, I know that it had a lot of Washington money early. So if you're on Tennessee, you're laying under the three, the key number in the yeah. NFL there, the three. So good, good pick. Yeah, Please. I mean,
3: I, I know T- no Traylon Burks, their star rookie, rookie wide receiver for Tennessee. Sure. Uh, but this is this is more of an anti-Washington pick. Yep, anything, yep. else. Just, just, I, I think Carson Wentz and Washington stink. That's that's, that's really kind of what what it comes down to. That's 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 yeah. the, that's that's the whole argument in a nutshell. All right, let's get to Houston. Um, they they made it fairly competitive against the Chargers last week at home. Now they travel to Jacksonville. Jacksonville early lead, and then they succumb to Philadelphia. But I, I thought they did a good job of of rattling Jalen Hurts. Hurts didn't play all that well. I like Jacksonville, even though they're laying a touchdown at home. Is that too many points against the Texans?
7: Imagine, imagine if you had the look-ahead line at the beginning of the season. So you could bet, you could bet with, with all the sports books, including them, you can look ahead and bet any week you want. And uh, this Jacksonville line is six points higher than it was at the beginning of the season. It was one, now it's seven. Uh, to be honest with you, this, this one might be on opposite sides. I won't be betting you, so I'll be rooting for you, but... I cannot see Jacksonville laying seven points. Listen, I thought they were going to, they were up 14 nothing versus Philadelphia last week. I thought that was the key spot for them. Totally fell apart there. Um, Let's see what happens here. Uh, You know, I have under Jacksonville season wins. I have a very bad bet. You know, people only talk about their good bets. So I had a bad bet. I actually got off their season wins and actually played the over. So I'm even to the, to the season. But, uh, uh, it, it, let's let's see what happens here. If Jacksonville can come out in a big blowout game, they're definitely better than people thought before the season. So let's see if they can cover the seven.
3: Uh, Marcus Peters appears to to be out. Right, he's he missing for practice. Um, the, the as good as Lamar has been um, in the in the he didn't, score, he didn't score. a point in the second half last week, and there have been these times in which they've had leads and they've succ- succumbed. I like Cincinnati, even though they're on the road. Right? They're getting three and a half as of now. Again, you said, and I, I'm only taking your advice as all betters. that extra half point is gigantic. I like oh, Cin- around
7: the three. Uh, oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I,
3: I, I like Cincinnati this week in the Sunday night game. Am I off?
7: No, you're not off there. I didn't bet the game, but if I'm looking to bet that game with the extra hook or the extra half point, as a matter of fact, uh, for people that don't know that, you can actually buy half a point with MGM, which I'm happy they're allowing you to buy around the three-and-a-seven, the two keyest numbers in the NFL. Some sportsbooks don't want to allow you to do that anymore. Uh, you, you want to be taking the three-and-a-half. That when when a game is line three historically go back to the annals of history here since there was point spreads it lands about fifteen percent of the time almost landed last night we've seen that the line was three it should have been should have landed three so that happens a lot a little bit higher total here so the the chance of it landing should be a little bit uh, harder to happen but I could see Cincinnati in this game uh, listen uh, Baltimore home game it's going to be a tough crowd in there Cincinnati has to prove to that. They, ha- they still have something to prove. People are thinking they're a fluke from last year. All the talk in circles I'm hearing all over the place, how bad Cincinnati and the Rams are compared to the being the Super Bowl teams last year. Cincinnati has a chance to step up here, so let's see what happens. I'm rooting for you.
3: All right, Give me your number one bet for this week.
7: I liked Philly in the first half. I'll tell you, I, I, I wasn't really sold on this Eagle team. I, I thought the teams were making them look better than, than they were. Uh, I, I think they're going to come out. They're going to probably learn by what happened last week by Jacksonville going up, like I said earlier, 14 nothing real quick. I, I, I think this line, listen, it opened up six it's down to five. I know Arizona's home. They, they, this is a do or die for that. I really must win. I think, think Philly's going to come out right out in the first half. They're a much better team. I, I like Philly first half minus three, minus some juice.
3: Awesome stuff. Uh, you can check out uh, Bill on social media. You can also, of course, listen yep. to um, uh, listen to Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. Okay, he, Jeff Schwartz, Brian No. 10 a.m. Eastern, all the way up to kickoff, which is 1 p.m. Eastern time on your Fox Sports Radio affiliate, the iHeartRadio app. Again, that's presented by BetMGM. Bill, great stuff as always. Good luck this week, and thanks for joining us.
7: Thanks for having me on, though. Good luck. Thank you.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The
0: 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment
3: right now, wherever you're listening. Let's get to what the Fox said. And now. <laughs> <laughs> what does the Fox say? What we like to do with what the Fox says, find something interesting said earlier on a Fox Sports Radio show. Bring it back to you now. This is Colin Cowherd. Message to Russell Wilson haters.
6: Spare me on Seattle's got it all figured out. Spare me on the coach knows what he's doing. But let's talk Russell Wilson. Let's really examine him. And I know you all think I'm a homer. So the last four years in Seattle, let's go look at what he was. Oh, wait. His passer rating average 106. Four to one touchdown to interception ratio with a defensive head coach, a fired offensive coordinator, and a bad line. And he completed 66% of his throws. That ain't washed, but, 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 and this is where the haters have a point. His deep ball, his velocity on it, and his accuracy is shot from what I can tell. Is he doing too many commercials? Did he put on weight? His number two pitch was always the deep ball. His number one pitch was always his mobility. But the second thing he did, and he did it as well as anybody, was that picturesque, elegant, beautiful, Perfectly touched deep ball, the rainbow. If Kershaw lost his curve, he's not Kershaw. If Russell Wilson is reluctant to run, he appears to be because he can still run. I've seen it. And he's lost his velocity, accuracy and touch on the deep ball. He's not the same player.
3: Okay. So I, I, here's what I heard from Colin though. He wants to tell the haters he's not washed. And then he presents All the reasons why anyone would think he's washed. He wants to say that Seattle didn't win the trade isn't smarter. But then you realize that not only did they move mountains with two first round picks two round picks as well for the. But Denver gave him a new contract. So you're stuck with him for three more years. They didn't win the trade. They completely eviscerated Denver in the trade. And I got a text from an NFL quarterback, current NFL quarterback. What a fraud that guy is. That's what people think. And the, the irony to it is, for years, people have crushed, crushed Pete Carroll for saying, like, why are you so conservative? Why do you run the football so much? Let Russ cook. Just let him go back there and sling it do you think that if Pete Carroll thought that was the best way to win football games, he wouldn't have done it. Pete Carroll put Russell Wilson in the best possible position to succeed. And when Russell pushed back against it and floated out, and again, it's pretty obvious, right? Like remember, Colin was the first one to talk about Russell leaving Seattle. This is like going back two and a half, three years ago. Like he's the one who planted these seeds. And you've had defensive player after defensive player for years in Seattle grow upset at the fact that they protected him, they played conservatively, he received all the acclaim, all the cheer, all this other stuff. And now you're seeing it come to fruition. What is Colin talking about? No guy has gotten exposed more than Russell Wilson. This is one of those, it's a lot like Nathaniel Hackett. You can say you're ready to go out and do your own solo album, right? But Then all of a sudden you do your solo album and it's a bust. It's a bust. And then Colin trying to convince us, like, I don't see, I don't know what they're doing. They don't? Well, they don't have a quarterback. I know they don't. They looked and said, okay, so we're mediocre. Our choices are re-sign Russell Wilson, who we think his best days are behind him, who doesn't want to be here, who can be a bit of a divisive guy, and is corny and cheesy and NFL guys don't dig that, or we can take it on the chin for a year, and then next year we have two first-round draft picks to decide, do we want a quarterback, or do we want to package him and move up, or do we want to wait another year and then have... More first-round draft picks to make that decision. How could you not? How could you watch last night and not go, "Damn, Seattle won that one." And it's not just the player for picks; it's the player, and you had to give him a new contract. Sight unseen, guaranteed money, all paid up front. That's what that's what the Fox said. There's just no, there's no arguing it otherwise, right? There really isn't. I, I, don't see it. You know, I, I love the. Don't you love the? Well, he's not all these haters. He's not washed. But I will tell you, he doesn't run anymore, and he can't throw the deep ball. Those are his two best things. Like, well, isn't that? Doesn't that mean you're washed? Uh, you know, actually, I do want to do one more. Uh, what the fox says. This is Dan Patrick on the and the Danettes on the league Draymond video.
8: If you just heard that there was a, hey, you know, Draymond and Jordan Poole got into it and uh, Draymond uh, threw a punch. Okay. These things happen. This is different. Now, all of a sudden, Adam Silver's got to be involved in this because this isn't internal anymore. Yeah. It's embarrassing for Draymond Green. Like you've been doing this for a long, long time. Can you at one point be a professional, be the professional, be the grown-up? And the answer is No.
5: It's your teammate. This isn't, he's not punching out a nick or a know, net where you're like, okay, you know what? It's a high competition. This is a practice in early October.
8: But if you're management and you go, hey, cross the line, but he always comes back. Like you're already acknowledging this. Like you're going, hey, that's Draymond. He helps us win. I don't think Draymond Green is embarrassed or upset about this at all. Well, he's going to apologize because he's probably being told to apologize. I don't know if he really feels that. It's really an embarrassing look. How do you for have him. that dude on your team? I don't know.
3: Really embarrassing. I think Seton actually nails it, right? Seton actually had a great tweet. Did you guys see his tweet? It said, I never want to see a guy get his ass kicked more than Draymond Green. You know? I mean, that's, that's what a bully does. That's what a bully does. And you can get away with bullying other teams. You, you can't. That's, that's incredibly divisive. Like, how is Jordan Poole ever comfortable around that dude again? Well, you're just going you know, to have to deal with it. Like, no, you don't have to deal with that. You don't punch, you don't sucker punch your own teammate in the face because he's going to get a bigger contract than you or because of whatever reason or he was talking shit to you, whatever. And that, that, ain't, that, 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 ain't, that ain't it. It's not it. And then when you look at the track record of Draymond Green and the other things that he's got, and we, we don't have video of, you're like, oh, okay. Maybe he was the Yoko. With Kevin Durant. That's what the Fox said. Ah! What does the Fox say? Um, All right. uh, We we do have to get to my favorite, my favorite bit that we do in the bonus. It's called, you're
1: annoying.
3: Okay. We got to have some um, nominations here for, you're annoying. Jason Stewart.
5: Um, I I see it as like a th- a three horse race today, okay. and maybe you could pick whatever one you want to do. Okay. Um, Russell Wilson, um, always could be on that list. LeBron James, a- another evergreen, yeah, on the list. Yeah, and then Herschel Walker, which mm. I know you have lots of takes on Herschel.
3: Well, okay, so the the Russell Wilson, the reason he would make this today's list was at the end of a press conference unprompted where they played terribly and he just kind of muttered it as walking off cowboys country a uh, broncos country let's ride as he walks off into the sunset um lebron is over what Talking to him about victor
5: yeah i mean uh what's what's the pronunciation of victor's last name w- Yama? yeah okay wembanyama uh, at some point, too, on this pod, you're going to have to give us your take on this kid. But uh, he's amazing. Um, now, LeBron he's James. seven
3: three, seven four, seven five. He can handle, <laughs> shoot, block block shots. Like you know, I mean, you got people like, "Well, he's going to come in and dominate the NBA." Like, relax. Yeah. But right. he's going to be he, uh, if as long as he stays healthy and continues to develop, he's going to be really, really good.
5: So he's the flavor of the month, and LeBron James felt the need to weigh in, and he calls him a generational talent. Yep. And he called him an alien. Mm-hmm. And it kind of speaks to what I've always said about LeBron is like, you're the, one of the most famous people in the world. Like, you don't have to seek attention. But LeBron sometimes on Twitter and stuff acts like the guy that goes to see what's trending so that he could weigh in on the topic to see if it could, it could get retweeted and stuff. He seeks popularity even though he is. Sure. Uh, I, th- I found that annoying. Um,
3: I understand. I would say, like, I listened to Kevin Durant talk about the kid earlier today. Um, everybody in basketball is talking about him because we've seen him only on video before. Now he came over to Las Vegas. They played a couple of games. The first game he had 37 or 39 or something, right? And Scoot Henderson's gonna be the number two pick. He's like a 6'3", 6'4", point guard, who's a stud. He's awesome. He'll be an all-star. And you're like, I love Scoot Henderson, but that guy, I've never seen anything like that. So I'm gonna give LeBron a pass on this one because I think he was asked if he'd watched it, watched him, he was asked his opinion, other people shared it, and all basketball people are, are talking about it. Which brings us to Herschel Walker. <laughs> so, here's what's going to happen. Somebody's going to listen to this and go like, you're just a flaming California liberal because you're coming after Herschel Walker who's an American hero. Like, no, he's not. <laughs> this is not a Republican or a Democrat thing. Okay? It's not a black or a white thing. It's not a South or a North thing. Like, the guy's completely completely in over his head in any of these discussions you know he's taking political stances that contradict everything in his lifetime right like everything's about church and family values and you got he <laughs> got his own kids who he doesn't spend any time with right who he's never even met and anti-abortion yet he's clearly you know paid for a woman to have an abortion so i i, I agree it's it's annoying but it's one of those deals you're like look and i hate i do on some level despise politics and how they all all go, af, go at people right we don't have to expose things but like he just says stupid shit constantly so it's kind of easy and the election hasn't happened and i've i've reached a level of annoyance like i'm almost annoyed that people keep making fun of him but it's obviously pretty important uh, a pretty important election so yeah i i uh foo i That's a bad one. Uh, I'm going to go with Herschel Walker on this one. He's annoying. It's annoying that it's gotten this far. That he's going to get this close to being elected. And that people, have they've even openly said, like, it doesn't even matter. Like, what's more important is the seat. Like, really? We're at that point? Yeah, that's gross to me. So, I'll go with Herschel Walker, who was a great football player. Did a lot of uh, honestly? I've always called. Remember, we want, I want to do the same call. I call bullshit. Have you ever heard Herschel <laughs> Walker's thing on like I do? I I uh, do like a thousand push-ups a day or some crazy thing. I think thousand steps a day. I'm calling bullshit. Like don't get me wrong, guys still probably in phenomenal shape, but there's just a time element to it. Where you can't do that every day. It's no way. It takes way too much time. Well, I thought about doing. And then when you look at his track record of saying. He basically inflating everything else outside of how good he was at football. It's reasonable reasonable think That's bullshit. So, Herschel Walker is our annoying person
5: of the day. What's more bullshit? Um, Herschel Walker doing a thousand push-ups and sit-ups. Yes. Both of those in the same day. That's
3: bullshit, yes. Or
5: uh, Wilt Chamberlain having sex with 20,000 women or whatever it was, 10. it was. I
3: thought it was 10.
5: Wasn't it? Didn't it come out to be like three women a day over 50 years or something crazy? Rounded up.
3: Round it up. Uh, what's more bullshit? I would say Herschel Walker is more bullshit. I mean, like Will could have just said, "I it's a lot." I lost track. Ten thousand women sounds like a lot. And to and to how many like diseases did he catch? Like right, like that's there's just a there's just a you know a one in however many element to it had to be. Um. All right, we're getting you ready for a huge weekend. We have our college picks in. We have our pro picks in. In our five for five, uh, we have. Kind of deeper talk about it. If you download yesterday's in the bonus podcast, right? Uh, we had great stuff, and then we have uh, Major League Baseball. So, are you guys rooting? You guys rooting for the Padres? Or are you rooting for the Mets?
5: We just had this discussion. Uh, John's rooting against the Padres, and I like his reasoning. I'm, he's right here. He could explain, but um, I'm rooting for the Mets. I think they're a, a beatable team now. And it'll be a more f- fun series for me to watch. But John's got a good theory on why he doesn't want the Padres to win. Well, I I would root for the Mets only because I think if the Mets beat the Dodgers
0: in the NLDS, then it's just a, you just move on, right? But if the Padres beat the Dodgers in the NLDS, then it's like you'll never stop hearing that for like the next year and a half or something like that from the Padres fans. It's, it's, so, good.
3: it's a fair point. Yeah. Um, I would say that as ob- obnoxious as Padres fans can be, there's a far smaller number of them. You do not want to play and lose to the Mets. Okay. Because here's the thing. The Mets are like the Jets, right? Same thing. My dad was a Mets fan. He was not a Jets fan. My dad was a Mets, my, my late father. And because remember, the, the Mets are Long Island's team, right? And they're like the anti-Yankees. And they're the, honestly, they're the worst fans there are. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like they, they constantly, they constantly complain about the Will who used to own the team not going for it, right? And that we haven't had a good, how good we haven't been good in forever and blah 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 blah. Like, dude, do you have any sense? The Mets played in the World Series, uh, in what 2015. You know, now there's been gigantic droughts, gigantic droughts, but they've had plenty of years where they've won. You know. Four years ago, they won 86 games. Uh, obviously, they bottomed out during the COVID year. And this year is spectacular. But they're they're equally annoying, probably even more so. And there's a lot more of them. So I would, if your reason is, and it's a valid reason. Like, look, if we lose the Padres, they're never going to shut up. We won 111 games, dominated them. Their best player is a, a steroid guy, right? I get it. I, I think losing to the Mets is worse. I would much rather play the Padres because you're a better team. And because you kind of own them. Right? You know them, you own them, there's a knowledge there. Whereas the Mets, you kind of don't know, there's a lot of unknown there. Plus, I kind of think the trumpet guy's annoying now. Because he's not when he does the live thing, he's not actually playing the trumpet. When Edwin, Edwin Diaz comes in, like, it's cool, don't get me wrong, but they're like selling little trumpets now. It's reached the point where like, I'm good on the Edwin Diaz trumpet thing coming in to close out of the bullpen. I'd much rather, who, uh, who'd you rather play? You'd rather play the team that you know you're going to dominate and they should dominate the Padres. Should they not? I, you're right. They, they've dominated during the season. So why wouldn't they dominate him now outside of closer? I mean, seemingly better at, at every position, every position. All right. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the baseball. I'll be back Monday. This is the Doug Gottlieb show in the bonus.
2: if you dare.
1: Mo'Play. play